In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. It's time for Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright, here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Have you ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living? Then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Every week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. Guests will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. Every show is a dose of inspiration. This is Success Profiles Radio on the Rockstar Radio Network. And now, here's your host, Brian K. Wright. Hello, and welcome to Success Profiles Radio. I'm your host, Brian K. Wright, and it is an absolute pleasure to be with you here today. I'm honored that you chose to spend part of your day with me here, and this is going to be a really fantastic show. I'll be introducing my guest shortly, and I promise this will be a fun and informative hour. It will be terrific. I do want to take just a minute or two to share some things I've been learning and thinking about lately, and I'll do this every single week. Brian Tracy says something that I think is absolutely profound and amazing, and he says this, you only have to succeed the last time. I think that's brilliant because the underlying assumption is that you have probably failed more than once at something along the way. When we consistently fail over and over again, there's a temptation to move on to something else or to give up altogether. That's when you have to assess whether or not something is really important to you. If it is, you simply have to find a way to keep going. You don't want to throw in the towel because you never have a chance to find out how amazing you really are. And if you throw in the towel, it just creates more laundry, and that's never a good idea anyway. So if you decide to keep going, just remember you only have to succeed the very, very last time. So with this in mind, I do want to introduce my guest. And before I forget, let me give you the call-in number in case you'd like to call in and participate in today's discussion. That number is 866-404-6519. Once again, that's 866-404-6519. My guest this week is Julianne Lydon. Let me tell you a little bit about her. Juliana is a certified life coach with a master's degree in marriage, family, and child counseling. She's also an author, teacher, counselor, and spiritual advisor. She earned her bachelor's degree at the University of Kansas and her master's degree at the University of Phoenix. And her background and skills were developed to help her work as a professional counselor. In 2000, she founded her company, Connect with Juliana. She began offering additional services to her clients and branched out into teaching, intuitive readings, and spiritual counseling, as well as facilitating seminars and workshops and guest speaking and she's reached a wider audience with the debut of her weekly radio program Julianne is also a certified life coach we will discuss all of this and so much more during today's show let me bring on my guest Juliana Lydon Juliana are you there I am here thank you so much Brian for having me on today you're welcome so, uh, welcome to success profiles radio and the first thing I'd like to do as I do with every guest is to talk a little bit about your background how did you start and how did your journey progress to where you are now well, wow, that's a good question because there's so much involved in that. You know, I, I have three children and um, they're all grown now. But after I graduated my undergrad from University of Kansas, I always had this 
this kind of notion or feeling that I wanted to help people, that I wanted to get into their lives, help them make their lives better. So it had kind of been this thread that had always been kind of moving throughout my life. And I got married, had my kids, and then it just kind of became stronger. So I went in to get my master's in marriage and family and child therapy. And after that, I was so busy because my kids were small. My husband was in the process of starting his company. And so I kind of had to put things on hold for a while because I didn't have time to really delve into working with clients. And then several years later, after they got a little bit older, I started doing more counseling and working in that field. And then I tell you, things just progressed from there. I then got into kind of connecting with my spiritual essence, I will say, meaning this kind of intuitive part of myself and started exploring that and studying that and that took on a new shape and a new role in my life and then I started teaching and on a couple of college campuses and I do workshops and so it's just evolved into where I am today doing a lot of coaching. That sounds great. Have you always known that you wanted to do this or were there other things that happened first and you had an epiphany? Well, I always knew I wanted to do, you know, counselor-esque types of things because I was always just kind of, I guess I could say a natural at helping people kind of problem solve. Mm -hmm. And so that's what led me into getting my master's in counseling. And then it's really funny. There's, there's a story that I'll share with you. When I was finishing up my internship, we're always supervised in our program. And I have the most, I had the most amazing supervisor Chris Radke was his name. And on one of my last days of supervision, because you have to, to, to paint the picture here, you have to see that when you're going through a counseling program, you really have to get naked in a sense, meaning you have to really get authentic with who you are and shed a bunch of layers so that you can be the best you can be to help someone move through their stuff. So I remember on the last session we had together, um, he said to me, hey, what would it be like if you had to be still? And I sat there for a second because I was type A, running around with little kids, finishing up my program, you know, bouncing off the walls. And I remember saying, oh, well, I can be, I can be still. I mean, I can, you know, take a vacation and relax and have fun. He goes, no, Juliana, really still. And I left that session and I remember going home and there was something in me that just filled me with the fact that I wanted to learn how to calm my brain. I really wanted to learn how to get to this place of stillness. And as soon as I said it, Brian, I promise you, it's like the plates fell. And and I started on this journey of really calming my mind and getting into a place of spiritual connectedness. Is that hard to do? I mean, it sounds like it's difficult to do. You know, it's not so much hard to do. It's it's more about having the desire to do it and the discipline and a little bit of patience. We all have the ability to kind of get in there and calm our mind, but we just don't always take that opportunity because we're so used to being busy. But mm-hmm. we all have, you know, we all have the ability to do this. Mm. Is it something that takes a short amount of time, a long amount of time? Do you recommend getting away for a day or two from everything? 
Oh, wow. That is such a big question. It's absolutely a process. And, you know, I feel like we are a bunch of individuals running around with out-of-control brains. And when I say that, I mean we we live a lot out of fear. We live in anxiety. Often we have to take, you know, we have a pill for everything in our nation. Often we hit the pillow at night and our head won't stop spinning. I mean, that's the biggest thing I see with people, which is absolutely part of the human condition, and that is that we just we have allowed our brain to just spin and go, go, go. We're used to doing so much. So in order to kind of start tackling that, we have to take more of those quiet moments and we have to kind of expand that, that space, so to speak. But it, it does take time. Yeah. The speed of life, I think has accelerated a lot in the last maybe two or three decades. I mean, you think back to the little house in the prairie days, I wouldn't imagine, I mean, I'm sure they had their, they had their own challenges in those days too, but it, it probably wasn't even close to being what it's like today. I would imagine that process has to be a, a lot more conscious Mm, yes. No, you're absolutely right. And, you know, the more we've added to our society with our technology and, you know, our intellectualism and how we how we work, we've added so many layers that we this really kind of ties into this concept of intuition. I mean, primitive man, when we were, you know, walking around as, as cavemen, we used this kind of intuitive, instinctual ability to survive. But as we started to evolve and, and get, you know, more into our head and our mind, you know, we believed that this part of ourselves was primitive and didn't, didn't really matter. But when we start to kind of listen to this intuitive self or this kind of, you know, calming our mind to listen to that wisdom, oh boy, does your world open up if you take time to do it. Oh, I bet it does. And this is the kind of thing that you talk about on your radio show, isn't it? You have a radio show that's, that's on this network once a week. Tell us a little bit about that. Yes, my show airs every Friday, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, Eastern Standard Time. That's 1 o'clock Arizona. It's called Connect with Juliana. And my show is really about raising your level of awareness. So I talk about a variety of things because my real take here is that we are misinformed. We're misinformed often by the media. We're misinformed by, you know, what we have in what we read in publication, by politicians, often by the medical community. And so I get people on my show that are making a difference in the world, and we kind of go, I call it connecting with what lies beneath. So we go beneath the surface and help individuals find the answers so that they can make really great decisions in their lives. So I have doctors on, I have authors, artists, entrepreneurs, whatever the subject may be, I go there. (laughs) That sounds great. And how do we find your show? Well, you can go, there's a variety of ways, but you can go to toginet, T-O-G-I-N-E-T dot com, and you can sift through till you find Jul- Connect with Juliana, or you can go to my website at www.connectwithjuliana.com. That's perfect. We have a couple minutes to our first break. Uh, okay. What kinds of guests do you typically have on your show? I mean, I'm sure you talk about a lot of different things, just like I do on mine. Yeah, you know, lately, I I have to say, I have had so many people in the medical community because my category is self-help, and we've been talking a lot about uh, medicinal herbs. We've been talking a lot about um, how you can, like, for example, I had the medicine hunter on who was awesome. He he, uh, has a show on Fox, and he has traveled the globe finding these kinds of medicinal herbs to help really heal us. Um, I have, you know, so 
we, we I have individuals like that. I have um, artists on. I have um, an individual this week that is going to be doing a contemplative music project for uh, for students. So he's into this kind of creative realm of helping kids really get motivated. So it's just a smattering of different individuals and topics. Wow, that's great. And I have listened to your show before, and you do definitely have this type of energy on your show. So if you ever want to you know, <laughs> listen to a show where there's a lot of energy and a lot of great topics, you definitely have to listen to Connect with Juliana on Fridays. That's at 4 Eastern. Is that right? Correct. Okay, fantastic. We've got a, a few seconds to our first break. We are talking with uh, Juliana Lydon. She has uh, a career as a marriage and family therapist and counselor. She has a radio show, and we will be talking in the next segment about counseling and marriage and family and child counseling and how to build great relationships in your family. We will come right back on the other side. Please stay with us. This is a very important topic. This is Success Profiles Radio. Stay tuned. mission is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio, and we'll be back with more right after these on the Rockstar Radio Network. Are you fascinated by the stories behind the stories, the people behind their masks, the truth about people's failures and redemptions in both their business and personal lives? Then Off the Record Secrets of with host Judy Schreiner is for you. It's people's secrets that make them interesting, but very few folks are willing to reveal them unless they trust that their information will be treated with accuracy, fairness, and respect. People have been entrusting their secrets to longtime business journalist Judy Schreiner for the last 25 years, and now she's bringing her expertise and impressive contact list to Rockstar Radio Network. Tune in and call in as host Judy Schreiner talks to guests off the record as they reveal new secrets each Tuesday at noon Eastern, 11 a.m. Central. Are you the kind of parent who just wants their kids to live the life of their dreams? Well, grab your kids and join How to Raise a Millionaire Radio with Ann Morgan James and Jack James. It's a lively interview and call-in show, Thursday, 6 p.m. Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. This dynamic mother and son team are on a mission. They want to empower kids to dream big and go after those dreams with gusto. They want to fill the world with kid entrepreneurs. Are your kids ready for success? Don't miss their fun annex, lively guests, and discussions. For more on Ann and Jack and their show, check out their website, howtoraisemillionaire.com. Then join the conversation of lively interviews and call-ins, and let's give our kids the tools and encouragements they need to build a future they can bank on, no matter what the economy throws their way. It's How to Raise a Millionaire Radio with Ann Morgan James and Jack James, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio on the Rockstar Radio Network. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. 
And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Juliana Lidden, and we will talk uh, in this segment about her career as a family, marriage, and child counselor. And Juliana, so let's talk a little bit about that. What exactly does this part of your business entail for you? Well, you know, it's funny that you bring that up because I've really made a shift in my business, kind of moving from the counselor model into the coaching model. Because, you know, if you kind of put it out there for people and you say, you know, counseling versus coaching, people are kind of like, oh, I think I'll take coaching. <laughs> you know, sometimes people get a little bit uh, timid mm-hmm. about this idea of, of counseling, like something's wrong with them. But okay. obviously, that's where my training is. That's where my background is that's what I, I know how to do you know mm-hmm. very well so as I've made this kind of shift into coaching it's a very natural progression or transition for me okay. but um it is, and I guess the way I can kind of explain the difference is with coaching, you're really dealing with, you know, supporting the individual, an action plan, holding them accountable, you know, really moving forward. Because I found in my coaching, I mean, in my counseling, that often, you know, it would take quite a long time to make some improvement or you could keep someone there for for really a significant amount of time where if you kind of shifted the model a bit and made it more goal oriented you could really get some significant movement does that make sense it, it does. I mean, the, the word counseling seems to be a little more synonymous with therapy, which the image is, you know, lying on a couch and you're sitting there <laughs> with your clipboard. And that's probably not really what you do, is it? <laughs> not, not too much. <laughs> no, I wouldn't think so. So let me ask you, Juliana, in your experience, what are the most common challenges that people want you to help them through? Wow, you know, I would have to say the biggest one is communication. I mean, you know, we hear that. As cliche as that may sound, it is the big one. And people have such difficulty really articulating and communicating, whether it's with their children, whether it's with their partner, whether it's in the work environment. It's as if they have the ideas, they have the energy, but then when it comes to articulating and vocalizing it, they really need some, you know, some support in how to really get that idea out there to bring it into Mm. fruition. So do you think the root of that might be that people don't want to be vulnerable, people want to protect their agenda, they don't want to get hurt, they don't know how to communicate? Does any of that ring true to you? Yeah, I think it's all of the above. You know, it it really depends. And we can't forget how you were raised. I mean, you know, if you were raised in an environment where, you know, nobody really was open about communication or people were very angry in their communicative skills or, Mm -hmm. you know, they, they just didn't know, they just didn't quite feel comfortable doing it. We see that a lot with parents, like they have Mm -hmm. trouble really uh, verbalizing with their kids and and getting down to the nitty gritty. I see it with couples a lot. And Mm -hmm. and predominantly, I think that happens, you know, as a whole new theory, but as individuals kind of grow in the marriage and as they grow on individual, you know, they go out and grow independent of each other. What sometimes happens is they lose sight of that communication. One person can't quite understand, wait, why are you growing and becoming this person? I liked it better when we were here, (laughs) you know? Is it because you think uh, one partner or the other has different overall goals? Do you think it has to do with a difference in communication style? It can. 
It absolutely can. And that's why you hit a good point there, Brian, because that's why it's so important before you take the plunge, you know, living together, getting married, whatever way, you know, you want to solidify your commitment. The important thing is you have these conversations beforehand. You know, how are we different? How were you raised? How, what, what are our expectations? Those kinds of things are so important because if we pound that out before and you know what you both want, you know your desires, your needs, you have a real plan to move forward that makes sense. Sometimes we just go into things, we react to it, it feels good, then we get into it and we're like, wait, I, I don't even know what you're saying when you're talking to me like that. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, to use a metaphor, it's almost like wanting to eat the cake before you take the time to put the ingredients <laughs> together and bake it. There you go. You, yeah. you can't just you can't just walk into the store and buy the cake. You actually have to make it from scratch and start with something. That's right. And that's why I think it would be so great if somehow they had some kind of, you know, I want almost want to say law, but you know, before you you do get married, um, you know, my gosh, go and get some kind of counseling, coaching, something so that you can just get aligned with each other and and start off with a really good solid foundation of who you each are and what you expect and want out of this, you know, committed relationship. That's fantastic. What do you think it, it takes to build a really strong relationship? Well, besides the communication, you know, kind of speaking to what I just alluded to with this kind of growth, you know, each each of us, they say that we grow periodically every like seven years. We have this kind of shift in who we are. I think it happens more frequently than that. But if you picture yourself in a relationship with someone, and all of us have been in some kind of a relationship – You know, we have to allow the other person the opportunity to grow, to change, to shift, to to do whatever it is they really dream and want. And what happens is sometimes we get complacent. We get used to each other. And then one person all of a sudden will be like, hmm, they'll have something stirring within them like, gosh, you know, maybe I want to go back to school or maybe I want to enroll in that art program or, you know, maybe I want to try this new project. And, and they're feeling it, so they start to express it. And the other person's like, well, why do you want to do that? Or maybe they want to lose weight or whatever it may be. And as they start to kind of foster this growth, shift and change, sometimes the other person who is still in this specific place that they used to be in, it's Mm -hmm. not familiar, right? So what happens is they start to kind of react to it. They may not know why. They may feel inferior. They may feel a little jealous. They may feel threatened. And the biggest thing I can tell couples is you have to allow each other to grow because Mm -hmm. the best relationship is when two independent, healthy, conscious people come together and partner. So, so, but they both respect where the other person is and where they're going. Does that make sense? It absolutely does. In fact, I used to teach at a, at a two year business college when I lived in Lincoln, Nebraska. And occasionally, um, a, a female student would talk to me and say, you know, me being in school is, has changed my marriage. And I'd say, well, how so? Well, because she would say, well, because I'm bettering myself and my husband doesn't want me to be in school. He feels threatened that maybe I'm not needing him as much. You know, those kinds of things I think are, are very prevalent. I think just like what you said, the partner have to support one another and, and be at the same place. And I know that can be really hard to do. 
It can. It can be so hard to do. Just like you said, that was a great that was a great example because yeah, they get threatened. And I'm not saying the other person is bad or mean or negative because no. sometimes it happens to us and we don't we don't realize it because our setting, our situation is so familiar and so mm-hmm. comfortable that sometimes stepping outside of that comfort zone and watching the other person do it, it's it's kind of makes you go a little backwards, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, wait a minute, this isn't what was comfortable and cozy to me. Right, exactly. I love what you shared about letting your partner have a chance to change and to dream and to let them spread their wings because it's going to happen to one or both of you eventually. It, it's about keeping things fresh and, and not being boring, and I, I love that. Let me yeah. ask you, and this is a, what I think is a really important question, especially in this economy. Has this economy impacted the kinds of things that people bring to you now? Oh, you bet. I tell you, this past probably year and a half, Brian, it's been so difficult to witness some of the struggles. I mean, I don't know a person out there that has not been affected by the economy, the financial crisis in one way or another. And you would just, I mean, the stories are just heart-stopping uh, to, to hear because people are losing or they at least have in the past. I think we're coming into a shift here, which is awesome, but they have lost so much and, you know, they've lost their homes. They've lost their, their bank accounts have, you know, dwindled to nothing. They've lost their jobs. So they come in in such a place of feeling so dejected and feeling Mm -hmm. so down and so we have to really rebuild and reconnect what what they really used to be and so it's a redefining of of sorts which is actually therapeutically looking at it it's a beautiful Mm -hmm. opportunity to really go within find your personal power grow and transform into this amazing individual that you always had the potential to be so this crisis that we've been through i really look at it as as almost like a rebirth it's a way to kind of get rid of the old and shed your skin and come into this newfound person and so as these people are going through this kind of you know change and transformation um they're finding bits and pieces of themselves they didn't know existed and they're learning to stand in their power in a new way yeah that's that's absolutely amazing. This does represent a, a really amazing opportunity for a lot of people to start over. I know it's not a fun process to go through, and I've experienced some of that myself, so I know what you're talking about. Let me just ask. We've got just less than two minutes before the break. Without breaching any confidentiality, of course, do you have one specific example of, of a situation that was very challenging that ended up working out great? Oh, gosh. I mean, there are... Oh my gosh, there are so many. I had a, a, a woman in here who lost her home and uh, she lost her marriage. And meaning, you know, it, it ended up, you know, going into divorce. I know you don't have a lot of time, but one of her main issues is that she had to kind of find her voice again, find her power. And it was amazing. We went through several coaching sessions and it was such a beautiful outcome because she just blossomed into this unbelievable woman who is so powerful now. I mean, that's in a nutshell. I know you don't have a lot of time. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's great. Well, this this is a really interesting discussion. We just have a, a few seconds before our next break. My guest this week is Juliana Lydon. She is a counselor. We've been talking about issues relating to marriage and family and how communication 
is so critically important to building a great relationship. We've talked about how the economy has impacted the kinds of things that we're now concerned about, finances, losing your home, losing your job, losing your money, and building quality relationships, which is really the cornerstone of really what our life is about. You've got to have healthy uh, productive relationships in your life in order to grow and flourish. With just a few seconds before the break, we will be right back on the other side. This is Success Profiles Radio. Please stay with us. is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio, and we'll be back with more right after these on the Rockstar Radio Network. Goals, objectives, business and action plans. How important are they for me to manage? Whether you're an executive, entrepreneur, or maybe you're just someone looking to advance your career and want to be confidently prepared for your future... Business and life coach Carmen Carosa can help you remove obstacles and move forward in the right direction. Carmen is known as the real world coach for a reason. His no-nonsense style along with an innate ability to form connections with people gives you a unique opportunity to see higher and further than ever before. We live and work in an ever-changing, complicated world that can leave us with questions about every decision we make. Join host Carmen Carosa, business and life coach, on Forward Motion every Monday at 2 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Rockstar Radio Network. You will realize dreams and aspirations you thought were out of reach. In today's business world, you have to be LinkedIn. LinkedIn, it's a great tool. And Carol McManus is the LinkedIn lady. Join us for the LinkedIn Lady Show every weekday afternoon at 3 p.m. Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. Carol is here to show you and your business how every social media site has a specific demographic, personality, and purpose that can benefit you. In each show, the LinkedIn lady will have a variety of guests, such as business owners who will showcase their businesses and talk about how they're using social media to stay in touch with not only customers, but to attract new relationships that become customers. Other guests will be experts in social media who will speak to the use of Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Google, Plaxo, Squidoo, and of course, LinkedIn. For more on Carol and the show, check out her website, LinkedInLady.com. Join us for the LinkedIn Lady Show with your host, Carol McManus, every weekday afternoon at 3 p.m. Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio on the Rockstar Radio Network. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Juliana Lydon. She is a counselor, and she does a whole bunch of other amazing things. In fact, what I'd like to talk about in this segment, Juliana, is your work with the Intuition Project, and uh, you also do intuitive readings. Whichever one you want to cover first, I'd like to talk about both of these things. Let's talk about intuitive readings first, because that, that's... I want to dispel or have you dispel a myth because I think of intuitive reading. I think of the word reading and I think psychic and that's not what you do at all, is it? 
Well, actually, it kind of is. I could say it's in the mm-hmm. same it's in the same family. Um, okay. Whether you're a psychic, intuitive, clairvoyant, um, however you want to kind of label it, it is kind of the same field a little bit. And let me kind of let me kind of explain what it is because it is very different, okay. and it isn't something that fits for everyone, but here's how it works. When when someone contacts me for an intuitive reading, it is all of my business is word of mouth and it is done usually via email and all I need is the individual's first name. So I prefer not to speak with them or get any information on them. So they usually contact me, say, hey, I was referred by so-and-so. Here's my first name. I'd like to make an appointment. At that time, I take down their first name. We schedule the consultation. And then I go to a quiet place, and this is where we will move into talking a little bit more about intuition, too. But I go to a quiet place, calm my mind. So at this time, I'm emptying my mind of any of the stuff that could be, you know, as as we all know, the myriad of things that could be rolling around in our head. And I connect with my spirit guides. Okay, Mm. now, before you go, whoa... (laughs) <laughs> we all have spirit guides and angels, and um, so the only let me just let me just dispel or let me just clarify this. I should say the difference between I believe, and this is my opinion, a psychic and what I do is when we go to psychics, which they are not bad. It is you know amazing work. It depends on who indeed is doing the work. That's you know the facilitator of this work is what's really important. When we go, typically psychics deal with future predictions. So what that means is the probability at that time when you come in that this information or this um, experience is going to happen to you could very well be right because the universe is kind of based on this kind of uh, kind of on math, right? Kind of on this mm-hmm. um, kind of on these we could say almost statistics. So mm-hmm. when the person leaves that session. We have our free will. So you could get in a car accident, you could get addicted to drugs, and -hmm. then you could take a tailspin and none of that information would come true. doesn't necessarily mean that it wasn't right. Well, the only problem I have with some psychics that work in this way is that I feel sometimes it limits our growth. I have had so many people come into me. I cannot tell you how many. I had a lady not long ago and she – was I could tell she was so concerned when she was in, in session with me because she had been to a psychic and the psychic had told her when her mother would die. Now, she had been just terrified of this and hadn't slept well and it had been just, you know, consuming her life. And the problem when they tell us things like this or you're going to die when or your health is this or you're going to marry this person or you're going to move here, all of a sudden we wait for this to happen. We stop and we stop controlling our lives or, or empowering ourselves to make really great decisions. So when I do an intuitive reading, it's a very spiritual growth model, which means I am connecting with the spirit world. I am channeling or gathering information on that individual. I gather anywhere between six and ten pages of information before they come in for the consultation. And it is all about their growth. It, we hit obstacles where they might be stuck in their lives. 
lives. We hit attributes. We hit, I can, you know, things come to me as a feeling, as a thought, as a sensation, as a symbol. So it is a very, it's very comprehensive. I tape the whole thing and send them a CD at the end. But it's very empowering. Questions come through that are very specific for the individual so that when they answer them, they absolutely are empowered to make their own choices and decisions. So it's not me sitting there saying, hey, here's the deal, here's what you're going to do, but it's more cathartic in that we move beneath the surface and, and really see where they need to look at things with a fresh perspective. Wow. That was a lot. I know. I said a lot in a, in a short amount of time. But here's the other thing, Brian. We all have the ability to do this. I am not gifted in any way. All of us can talk to the spirit world, can gather information, and it comes through what I call our intuition. Interesting. And uh, you, you have a, a project right now called the Intuition Project. Was that born from your work as an intuitive reader? Yes, yes. And here's my thing, because I do a lot of workshops and seminars and teaching people how to, how to kind of tap into their intuition. Intuition, my job is to make it very normal, is to make this word very grounded, is, is to make it so that we all realize we're all born with intuition. We're pre-wired with it. And so the, what it really is, is it's our built-in radar. It's that part of ourselves that helps us go, whoa, you're off balance, you're making a bad decision you're going in the wrong direction you know think about the times that we've used it sometimes people will say oh i had a gut i got had a gut reaction right that's that's a form of our intuition maybe we've had goosebumps or our hair stood up on the back of our neck that's intuition maybe we've been running to the phone as it's ringing we know who it is it pops into our head that's our intuition so it can come to us in so many different ways it can be a thought that just comes into our head out of nowhere we're like wow that's a great idea or it can be a feeling like have you ever met someone for the first time and you're like oh gosh you got a weird feeling in your body or maybe mm-hmm. a thought like "Ooh, this person's something's not right i don't feel good or maybe yeah. you've walked into someone's house and you kind of got hit with this feeling Mm-hmm. So I don't know yeah, if you've ever, absolutely. you know, but that's our, you know what, it's that simple. And if we start to pay attention to it more, it's our guidance system. It's our inner wisdom and it can help us make incredible decisions. Yeah. So let me ask, for, for those of us who are a lot more analytical, this mm-hmm. can be sort of a challenging idea to accept. I mean, it probably yeah. involves a letting go process. Yeah. So what, what do you tell people who, who feel probably a little bit the opposite of this? Absolutely. Well, here's the thing. First of all, I do not push this work on anyone. I respect where everybody is, no matter if they think this is completely silly or they think it is the bomb. Okay. So, and, and that's why I'm very open if someone, you know, for conversation, if someone's not into it, all I will say is I just ask people to be open to the fact that there's more than our intellectual mind. There's more than what we can think, what we can see, what we We can dissect in the laboratory, and in the West, we still have this very medical model of we have to be able to prove things. So all I ask people to do is let's just step outside of this for a moment, and that's why I ask you these questions. Like, for example, when have you felt something that you couldn't put your finger on?
trigger on. Maybe you couldn't identify what it is. Some people say deja vu. Some people Mm -hmm. maybe have a dream that's come to their reality and they're like, wow, this is weird. Sometimes someone has met someone and they know there's a connection there, but they can't figure it out. Those are things that we can't use our reasoning mind to figure out. So Mm -hmm. if you had anything like that in your life that you can go, yeah, I kind of did have a feeling or a thought about that that I can't explain. Okay. So how, how do you develop this? I mean, how do, you, how do you listen to your intuition and know that that's what's going on? Well, that's a really good point because this is where the practice comes in. Because I get all the time in workshops, people will say, well, I just feel like it's my imagination. I just feel like, you know, I don't know if that's really real, if it's really my intuition. And that's a great question because our intuition kind of speaks to us sometimes through our imagination. That's kind of a natural transition or Mm -hmm. or channel for us to get information because our imagination has to do with our creative energy. But the first most important thing is people need to pause. They need to stop more frequently in their lives. And I say you just, you know, this is about baby steps. This isn't about radical change, about being a guru on a mountain and Mm -hmm. homing all the time or, or being involved in a certain religion. This is just about stopping, taking the time to maybe listen to what your thoughts are, maybe um, taking the time to just have space. I mean, if you want to meditate, that's even better. But some people get a little bit freaked out about that because it's kind of it's kind of scary to be alone with their thoughts. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, you know, they could kind of race. Right. So even if you go into the bathroom when you're at work and you're feeling stressed out and you sit on the stall and you take a few deep breaths and you close your eyes and you just concentrate on your breath for one or two minutes, I promise you that's an example of centering ourselves, And it's a first step to getting in touch with this inner wisdom. It's very simple, but it works. There are other things you can do, like going outside, being in nature, unplugging, getting rid of the technology for a little bit more than you're used to, you know, like saying, okay, every Thursday night, we're going to have game night or, or we're just going to talk or, you know, we start very slow like this, especially for people that are really hooked up. Okay. Well, that's, wow. That, a lot of great suggestions there. Uh, we've only got a couple minutes to our next break again. I can't believe our show is going to be closing here in just a few minutes. This is going so fast. Uh, well, let let me ask you something. I mean, let's talk just very briefly about the Intuition Project because we really haven't talked about that. You, you, on your website, uh, you have stories of people who have used their intuition and how that's helped their lives. Is it a collection of those stories? Yes, it is a collection. Here's the deal, and, and, and I know we're going to go to break, so cut me off if you need to, but the Intuition mm-hmm. Project is really about raising our level of awareness about intuition, about all of this stuff that I talked about. It doesn't have to do with the intuitive readings. I, I don't, you know, but it's more about just telling people, look, we all have this. When we tap into it and listen to it more, our life takes on new meaning. Our life becomes more balanced. We can navigate through our lives more more easily and we are closer to finding our purpose. So what I've done is I've encouraged people to share stories where their intuition has impacted their lives in one way or another. My idea is eventually to do a short film compiling this or a book. And so it's been fascinating, Brian, to see some of the stories. That's awesome. 
And so we are coming up onto our final break already. We're, we're uh, talking with Juliana Lydon, and we're talking about the importance of intuition and developing intuition in our lives and how that can improve ourselves. It really is important to be in a quiet place uh, to center yourself to get an idea of where you need to go next. We're going up on our next break right away, and this is Success Profiles Radio. Please stay with us. We'll be right back. is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio, and we'll be back with more right after these on the Rockstar Radio Network. If you've ever been confused about the facts surrounding non-surgical rejuvenation and cosmetic plastic surgery, we're pleased to introduce to the Rockstar Radio Network audience, Spirit Lift, Plastic Surgery for the Soul. Each Thursday at 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern, host Kim McKenna and plastic surgeon Dr. Sadi Irfani will help dispel the myths surrounding this exciting field and lift the veil of mystery on a very important topic. With advances in nutrition and self-care, many of us want to look as young and vibrant outside as we feel inside. Plus, listeners will be able to call in live and share their questions and get advice on the air. A show where you will learn how to look and feel your best and be your best. Join us to have your spirit lifted on Spirit Lift Plastic Surgery for the Soul. Each Thursday at 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern on the Rockstar Radio Network. Are you the kind of parent who just wants their kids to live the life of their dreams? Well, grab your kids and join How to Raise a Millionaire Radio with Ann Morgan James and Jack James. It's a lively interview and call-in show, Thursday, 6 p.m. Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. This dynamic mother and son team are on a mission. They want to empower kids to dream big and go after those dreams with gusto. They want to fill the world with kid entrepreneurs. Are your kids ready for success? Don't miss their fun annex, lively guests, and discussions. For more on Ann and Jack and their show, check out their website, howtoraisemillionaire.com. Then join the conversation of lively interviews and call-ins, and let's give our kids the tools and encouragements they need to build a future they can bank on, no matter what the economy throws their way. It's How to Raise a Millionaire Radio with Ann Morgan James and Jack James, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio on the Rockstar Radio Network. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back for our final segment. This is Success Profiles Radio. My special guest this week is Juliana Lydon. And I have not given you a chance to plug your website yet. Is it connectwithjuliana.com? You bet. And it's J-U-L-I-A-N-N-A. Good. And the reason I wanted to bring that up is because I've seen the website and I've looked through it a a number of times. And there's a lot, a lot of stuff to to look through and read. Uh, One thing I notice is that you like doing video blogs. You probably prefer to to videotape your blogs rather than write them. 
Yes, it's so much correct? easier for me. Yeah, yeah. I'm a natural teacher too. So it's just, I'll, I mean, I'll just turn it on and first take just if I have a thought, I get people that send me ideas all the time. Hey, will you talk about? So I'll just turn on the, you know, my video camera and just do it and post it. And it's much easier for me that way. That's great. Well, one of them that I looked at recently and watched was your uh, teaching on self-doubt. It was, I think it was like a five-minute video. So, mm-hmm. I mean, nice and condensed, and you don't have to spend like you know three hours watching you know this whole big documentary. It's not anything like that at all. It's you know three, four, five-minute clips that Juliana does periodically. Let's talk about self-doubt. Why do so many people tend to doubt their talents or their dreams? Oh, gosh, Brian, I know, and they really do, and one of the things I just try to espouse so frequently is we are all so friggin' amazing, and we only use a portion of our capacity, and yes, we get, you know, there's there's so many things that that go into self-doubt, I mean, like, we can go back and look at, you know, how, how our childhood affected us, and all of that kind of entrenched stuff, but for the most part, I think sometimes we are scared, I think it is the fear that absolutely creeps in, whether we think we're going to be, if we try, we're going to be rejected, someone's going to make fun of us, we could, you know, um, we could fail, the, the fear of failure is huge. So we stand beside our power or behind it, and we let this kind of negativity creep into our mind. But also part of that self-doubt comes from this out-of-control brain or mind that I talked about mm. earlier. When we don't calm it, when we don't harness that power, what happens is it spins, and there we go again into, you know, (laughs) negativity and fear. Wow. I love that, and I love how that just tied into everything we've already been talking about on the show. Yeah, and I tell you, it is, it's a big one with people because it does sabotage Yeah, absolutely. It it, it paralyzes you. Absolutely, and I know that you do life coaching, and I'm sure this is one of the topics that you talk with people about when you do life coaching, Uh, but let's talk about that. I mean, there are a lot of people out there who say, I'm a coach. Well, are you really? I mean, how do you become become a life coach? Is there a certification process? Is this something that anyone can do? Is there some kind of regulation behind this? I mean, how does one go about doing this if they really feel like they have something to share with people? Well, what I tell you is absolutely yes. I mean, there are certifications out there. Everyone, uh, you know, if you have an interest, I say start doing your homework. Look at the different, you know, places you could go. But here's the thing. I mean... I think that mine is unique, my actual, you know, coaching practice, not only because I have my master's in marriage and family and child therapy, so it made this transition very easy for me because I'm already very familiar with what I need and have those tools and, you know, am equipped to help individuals. Mm -hmm. And then I add the intuitive side of it, which also helps. But you know what? I am so pro follow your dreams that if you Mm -hmm. have a feeling and you think you are that great supporter and that you can hold people accountable and that you, you know, can create the tools people need, go for it and, and, and find a way to, again, stand in your power. But what happens is sometimes, just speaking of this self-doubt, we get to a certain place and then we go, you, you've worked and worked and worked and then you go, oh, but I can't do it. You know, and it's like, oh, shoot, you just you, you just step backwards like four steps. Right. So mm-hmm. coaching is very much about seeing the beauty, uniqueness, brilliance in that other person, helping mm-hmm. them identify and match that and moving forward, blasting through. Yeah. And I, I think it has a lot to do based on what I know about life coaching. It has to do with uh, having some clarity, identifying 
you know, focusing on, on what you really want and identifying what that is and having an mm-hmm. accountability system in place. Are those issues that you work through with people as well? Oh, you are right. You nailed it. That's exactly right. I mean, the the first thing is recognizing and they do an inventory, you know, where, what is it that you want to work on? Because I don't care if you're a doctor, an author, an artist, a, a poet, whatever you are, I can help you no matter what field you're in because we have so many aspects of who we are that when we get stuck in one of them, it permeates the others to a certain degree. Sometimes we can't see that, but the main thing I hear people say when they come to me is I stuck and so we have to identify where can you see that you are stuck consciously and then you'd be so surprised because there are layers underneath that stuckness that when we identify we break them open and before you know it they're much more productive in all areas of their lives wow that's that's really amazing uh, because, you know, that, that really is where it starts because a lot of people think, oh, I don't need a coach. Well, you know, even the, the most elite achievers mm-hmm. in our society have a coach. And a lot of the reason for that is because everyone has a blind spot. Yes. That's a great term, Brian. Everyone does have a blind spot. I mean, people are coaching in the Fortune 500 companies. I mean, people are, this is a big, big field now. And if you know what you're doing, you can really excel. But you've got to be able, you've got to put the work in and really know how to, to get the results. Absolutely. Let's move on to another topic because giving back is very important to you. One of the pages on your website, uh, www.connectwithjuliana.com, is about the whole idea of giving back. And you are involved in so many uh, charitable projects. One of them is called Gabriel's Angels, and that's based here in Phoenix. But this is something that I hope a lot of uh, different metropolitan areas in this country and throughout the world uh, get involved in if they're already not. Tell us a little bit about Gabriel's Angels. What is that? Well, you know what? They are actually, this organization is going to be on my radio program, and I want to say the beginning of the fall, uh, maybe toward the end of August, September, so you can keep a lookout there. But they are a program in Arizona that really delivers healing pet therapy to abused, neglected, and at-risk children. So mm. they, it is, it is awesome. Awesome. So you, um, you know, I don't know if you're familiar with pet therapy. I used to raise and train guide dogs for the blind. So Mm. I'm very pro um, animals and animals that are helping individuals. It's a great place if you want to volunteer and give of your time and help kids. It's an amazing organization to get involved in. I used to work for a, a company that raised money for St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. And I think once a week they would bring in uh, therapy dogs. Aww. For the children to play with for a few hours, you know, once a week. So the same same kind of thing. And, you know, yes, yes. And I, I can tell you that um, it really does work. I just was doing a TV segment the other day, and I took a friend of mine's pet therapy dog on because that dog works not only at the hospital but at libraries, and the children come in and read to the dog. And, you know, we don't realize how healing um, animals are and how much they can help us in that healing process, especially when we're talking about abused, um, abused children. Yeah, and I think the thing about dogs is they love unconditionally, you know. Mm. And I think that's they're, probably one reason why they use dogs. Yeah, they're our greatest. They're some of our greatest teachers. Yeah, it's, it's I mean, do you have a pet? Do I do not. I, I've, I've had dogs in the past. Uh, my parents just got a new puppy not too long ago. I'm going to meet the dog at Christmas time. <laughs> I know, I'm looking forward to it. They send me pictures, so I feel like I'm already part of this dog's life, but I'm not. 
not yet. So oh, I'm looking forward uh, to it. <laughs> oh, yeah, I love that. I tell you, we have three, and they're, you know, now that my kids are gone, they're like our, our babies again. <laughs> yeah. Is there uh, another favorite charitable project that you're involved with? Oh, gosh. You know, I right now, I've just been, I, I used to be involved in the HARP Foundation, um, and I just, as far as time commitment, could not uh, do that anymore. But they are where they bring therapeutic HARP music into those in need at, at hospitals and uh, individuals' homes, if, you're pers- if, you're, if the individual's in hospice care. And again, this is another form of therapy, and they're finding, they actually have incredible studies um, that the scientists are doing that are proving how beneficial heart music is to people that are ill. They go into the neonatal ICU to these babies that have had open heart surgery, and we can watch their blood pressure and heart rate drop when the heart music harp music is being played. It's quite phenomenal. Wow, They're also on my website. Yeah. Oh, that's great. The last thing I want to ask before I ask how do we get a hold of you is who inspires and motivates you? Oh, what a great question. Gosh, you know, I have to say that, and and this may sound somewhat cliche because I'm sure people say it, but, you know, my husband is such a big part of my life and such a pillar of strength for me. I have learned so much from him and he just makes me better because he has this kind of calm, steady nature that I've really kind of sucked out of him and learned how I need to absorb more of that in my life. So he every day inspires me and the way he doesn't give up, no matter what obstacles he has faced, um, he just keeps going. So I admire him so much and I'm, I'm gifted to be, to be married to him. Wow, that's really awesome. When you have that great of a relationship with your spouse, that's awesome. And mm. not everyone can say that, but you are abundantly blessed, and you've probably worked on it too. And, and your background, I think, helps you quite a bit with that, right? Yes, yes. We've made 25 years so far, so we're hanging in there. That's fantastic. <laughs> so we've got less than two minutes to go. How do we get a hold of you, Juliana? The best way is to go to my website at www.connectwithjuliannajuliannna.com or you can call me at 602-826-6790. I also offer a free 15-minute consultation for coaching to see if there's a fit. Great. And your your, uh, radio show once again is? It is Connect with Juliana. It is on Fridays on toginet.com, T-O-G-I-N-E-T.com. That's 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, which means 1 o'clock Arizona time. And we have a lot of fun. (laughs) We learn a lot. (laughs) That's great. Well, Juliana, I do thank you so much for being my very special guest this week. It was a lot of fun. I loved it. Thank you, Brian, for having me. It was a pleasure. You're welcome. We are winding down to the end of the show. You can link with me on Facebook and Twitter, and now I am on LinkedIn as well. www.successprofilesradio.com is where you can find the podcast for all of my shows. You can download it for free on iTunes as well. The show should be available within a couple of hours after the completion of this show. Thank you so much for joining us. This has been Success Profiles Radio. Join me next Monday at 6 p.m. for another fantastic guest. It will be great. Take care, everyone. Thank you for being a part of Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright, here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Each week, we'll